This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good Saturday morning, and welcome to our little virtual hunting and fishing camp. You're welcome to come on with us for a little two-hour journey into the great outdoors. Before you start your real journey to go out and fish and hunt teal or maybe do some uh, scouting for deer, work those food plots, and, of course, a lot of you are going to be restoring those camps that were damaged from Hurricane Ida. In fact, that's what we're going to focus on this morning. We'll be checking around with our field reporters at the marinas and find out how the infrastructure restoration is going because I know a lot of you are just chomping at the bit. Uh, we're just a few days away from the official start of August. It's still going to feel like summer for a while. I'm sorry, autumn. It's still going to feel like summer for a while, but it's it's changing, and you can tell. The angle of the sun's a little bit different. Uh, the grass and the weeds not starting to grow back so fast. And we got a lot to talk about this morning. In fact, I was uh, listening to the theme song and uh, that expression that uh, Mel McDaniel used about a one-eyed dog. I was wondering, how many people now, the millennials and the new generations, understand what that one-eyed dog really means? If you do, text it to me, 504-260-1870 is our text message, and we'd love to hear from you this morning. Tell us where you're going. You're going fishing? You're going to work on the camp? You're going to check out the deer plots, do some scouting? Maybe a little bit of teal hunting, and we're going to talk a lot more about teal. It's in full swing now. We've got reports from not so hot in the eastern portion of the state, but some excellent reports from southwest Louisiana. And some of the northern central areas not doing too badly either. We're going to go live into some of the duck blinds where you still have time to go get you some. We're going to be talking to Captain John Sochet. We hunted uh, the Bayou Wild team that is hunted with him this week at Sportsman's Charters in Gaydon. And, boy, what a season they are having for blue-winged teal. We'll also check on the eastern end, uh, Captain Ryan Lambert. Maybe he'll be out in the duck blind. He's been down there working hard, getting things going at the Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge, and we'll also get a fishing report from him too. In fact, we got fishing reports come in from all across the coast. Uh, we're also going to talk about some expanded hunting opportunities this season, some that it's going to involve some rare and exotic species. And for those of you who relish in our bad boys of the outdoors feature, I think you're going to enjoy today's case, the guilty plea and sentencing for the Chinese turtle rustler. That's coming up a little bit later on in the second hour. But now your text messages, comments, questions, and report, they're welcome, 504-260-1870. And if you're headed out today, uh, kind of pretty much the same stuff we've had most of the week. Uh, winds are going to lighten up, though. South winds 5 to 10. That'll mean one to two-foot seas offshore. Uh, uh, my little buddy, Captain Marty Spencer, is going to really appreciate that. She's headed offshore today in search of tuna. On the interior lakes and bays, those 5 to 10-mile-an-hour winds are, have some smooth conditions. Good tide range, average tide 1.5, a lot of it there. Mississippi River jumped up on us with all this rain all up the, the Mississippi Valley, 5.8, and uh, continuing to rise but then expected 
a sudden fall after that, and let's hope we get it. Low river this time of year is what we hope for. All right, we also have uh, high tides uh, at 10 o'clock this morning in the Shell Beach area, low tide 11 p.m. So if you're fishing early, you're going to be dealing with a rising tide, then fall uh, late morning till all the way into late tonight. I-10 at Slidell. High tide isn't until 1 o'clock, so you're going to be dealing with an incoming tide there for most of the day. Then it begins to fall. Uh, Grand Isle, God bless Grand Isle. If anybody's fishing in that area, high tide is at 9 a.m., and the low tide will be at 7 p.m. tonight. All right, so there it is. Stage is set. We, I see some of you remember what the one-eyed dog is. If you know, 504-260-1870. We'll be back to talk to Robbie Campo over at Shell Beach. Uh, Campo's been reading those guys as many others all across Louisiana's coastal area. Been very hard at work trying to get back in business as quickly as possible and when they get back in business that means fun time for you those reports all ahead in the next two hours where you're tuned to the outdoors with don dubuque radio network all right let's head down to shell beach down in st bernard parish and talk to robbie campo at shell beach's campos marina robbie how's the cleanup and restoration going people want to know they want to come fishing they want to come hunt teal what's going on well, you know, Don, the, uh, the cleanup on the highway is, you know, getting down here is no problem at all. Um, as far as teal ducks go, we we had a we got a mutual friend at uh, Tide Mess on fished out here Monday. He went up in the Bluffy Marsh uh, up around Magnolia and never, I mean, all back through Lena's Lagoon, everywhere back there, never saw a teal duck. So teal, I, I, I don't, but they got grass in there. He said the grass was. Alive and well, they got good vegetation in there, but no teal ducks. So, if you're hunting teal ducks up in that Bluffy Marsh, um, good luck. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless some came from somewhere, I, I tell you, Don, it's been you know. And we had a few birds before Ida came through. We had some teal ducks up in that marsh, but I don't know where they went. I, I was told that um, you know there's some birds toward West Louisiana, but not here. We just just didn't i don't know where they gone i can't figure it out but hey I, what i know you know what i mean i know, know they got grass well, on the i didn't take yeah. it all so it's which is a good sign i mean maybe maybe we'll get some big ducks down and maybe they'll stay you know who knows but uh i tell you don far as the fishing goes this week um not as many trout as i wanted to see caught but um uh, you know, around here, because I figured, you know, with this, with all these high tides and then this tropical storm Nicholas that came through or, or Nick or whatever it was called, uh, you know, we got high tides and water over the docks most of the day. Um, I figured they would have some more trout being caught, but redfish, man, they, I don't, everybody was saying, where's the redfish? Where's the redfish? And all of a sudden, boom, here's the redfish. Plenty, plenty redfish back up in the marshes here. Uh, up in the ship channel going towards Violet. Uh, you know, when you leave out of here going, you take a left instead of a right. Uh, plenty, plenty, man, just plenty redfish. So, which is good. Got to have something to catch. And, and, you know, I see Captain Charlie Thomason posting on Facebook. They've been doing really well. Um, you know, with they're fishing behind the Hopedale area. So, and, um, go, I guess going towards Delacroix. I'm not sure. I didn't get a chance to speak with him, but I know they – they're catching some redfish over there, uh, so things are looking up, Don. It's looking better. I just, I just is not as many trout I want to see being caught yet. But hey, they did catch some trout in Lake Barn over towards uh, 
by Biloxi on this side of Point of Machete. A lot of pick-throughs with it, but nevertheless, it was 12 and enough. Um, uh, Captain Giacomo went over there earlier this week, wound up with 35, him and another guy. So that's a good sign. He said, but there was a lot of trout over there, just a lot of small ones. So um, if you're coming down this morning, Look, you only got a couple places open that you're going to be able to go to. Hook the left at the bridge. Come and see us. We've got live shrimp. We're ready to get you in the water, ready to get you fishing. So come on down and see us. That's what I was going to ask you, Robbie, if you've been seeing a lot of new faces. Because, you know, uh, if you don't hook the left, if you keep going straight at the junction, you, you know, there's not much down there in terms of uh, infrastructure and marinas and bait availability or any of that. So, Hopedale and Shell Beach about the only places that you can put a boat in and, and get any supplies. And, again, got to remind people, be careful out there. I'm sure there's still a lot of debris that's out in that marsh. Things got turned up. A lot of stuff got pulled out from the tide change, you know, after the, the camps got damaged. So it, it can be pretty hazardous out there. You know, give it some good daylight before you run it and keep an eye peeled. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't heard of any obstructions or anything that people have been, you know, tearing up stuff on um but of course you know don we didn't have many we haven't had many people out since you know we've been open back up two weeks uh we just haven't had a whole lot of people fishing just a few charter captains and you know my charter captains is usually what tells me if there's something and you know to be careful about and uh you know you know watch out for out there and um they said it pretty much looks the same it's just you know we're just you know and i know a lot of people are still messed up with you know, that roof's leaking, and, man, this whole area, the way this Ida came in, just, you know, uh, you know, between Grand Isle, and then it hooked and went over, you know, tore these people up on the North Shore, and, you know, that's where a lot of our people are from, you know, they come fishing down this way, and they all got problems, they all got roofs leaking and trees down, and it's going to take a couple weeks for it look like to get back in, you know, for people get cleaned up their yards and get stuff moving again, and I understand that. But, hey, if you want to come fishing, hook that left at the bridge and come on down and see us. We're here for you. We're open. Sounds good, Robbie. You got live bait today? Got plenty. Come on down. Yep, got plenty. Very good. Okay, Robbie, good deal, man. Really surprised how how quickly you all came back. You know, that was a pretty bad storm. It was a Hurricane 4, maybe going to be upgraded to a 5, and did not pass that far away from the St. Bernard area. And it's amazing you guys are back already. And glad you are. Thanks for the report, Robbie. We'll see you next week, bud. All right, Don. Talk to you next Saturday, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. That is Robbie Campo. And if you're new to the area and you, you haven't launched at his launch and you want to know some ins and outs and some good spots to try, Robbie can fill you in. He'll be glad to help you when you go down there. All right. Coming back after this, Jeff Rule has got a pretty comprehensive freshwater fishing report post-Hurricane Ida. Going to tell you, he checked around the state. He's got some good news and there's some bad news. Back with the freshwater fishing report right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And our Bass Fishing Report with Jeff Brule is brought to you by Abu Garcia, introducing the future of fishing's new name. And that new name, Jordan Lee, Alabama born and raised two-time Bassmaster Classic champion. Uh, Jordan Lee Combos is a new line of rods and reels, specific rod models, as well as those low-profile and spinning reels. These products are really dialed in for the bass angler. Check them all out. It's a product of Abu Garcia, a division of Pure Fishing. Well, Jeff, I understand you got good news, you got bad news. Let's take the bad first. 
Yeah, pretty much the corridor up from Homa through Des Almonds and the Marpaw Lake area, all those rivers, they seem to be wiped out of freshwater fish. You know, those bass reports from those areas are, are not good, and it's just going to take some time. But like before, it'll return. It just takes a few fish to get it all started over again. And I'm sure there's some stocking here and there that, that'll help, you know, but the reports aren't good for those areas. Uh, storm, basically the eye of the storm pretty much wiped everything out. Well, if you would take us to the east side of where Ida came in and the west side of Ida's path and compare the two as far as the fishing. Well, that's that's the good news. Uh, east, like the Chifuncta River, Pearl River, and spots along the North Shore uh, are good. The reports they are catching fish, bass, and uh, freshwater fish. The liars and lunkers East Pearl Tournament last weekend, it took over 11 pounds to win. Uh, talked to several guys, said they caught plenty of fish, you know, 30, 40 bass down in the marsh, some up in on the east. Uh, but uh, that's good news. Uh, I've got some reports, a few on the Chipuncta that the fish survived there, so that, that's good news. Point Lahash, you go down towards the marsh, uh, they said there's grass. Some of the duck hunters are reporting they're seeing grass in some of their ponds, so <clears throat> no fishing reports, but that's good news. Usually if the grass survives, the fish survives, so... Therefore, Delacroix might be an option once the launches are open. I think the water's so high down there, there's really no place to, to park on the island to, after you do launch. Uh, Chef Pass area, I've kind of got reports that it was hit pretty hard. A lot of the aquatic vegetation was gone, and I don't really have any bash reports for those areas. So that's the, the east side. That's that's the, uh, the good news on that side. And then if you go to the west side, the basin, uh, the basin is fine. Uh, they, several guys I've talked to, the, they're catching fish, catching sockeye. <laughs> but the river's back up, so that's going to put a damper probably for this weekend, maybe some and next. But then the river's supposed to fall back down, return to normal. Uh, they say if you want to go, the sockeye, goggle eye, brim action's pretty awesome, and bass action's very good. Uh, but the, for the panfish, they said just a dig. Crappie nibble and about two foot under cork around the match and submerged grass, and you'll catch some panfish. And for the bass, as some of the guys told me, they're just pitching plastic, throwing spinner baits around. You know, the same kind of vegetation, but also if they can find some wood or tops or a drain, they're doing well with that. And I guess the question mark area is Venice. Hearing anything at all out of Venice as far as the bass fishing? No, I'm not. I know they got a pretty good uh, surge and some wind. Uh, but, you know, most people are working on their homes and their camps, and, you know, they really hadn't had time to go hunt the fish back up. And, again, the river's around six feet, but it's supposed to, to fall in October to about two and a half, but that's the big quote if it ever stops raining. Uh, we're getting all these waves of rain and these tropical storms, and they're going up through the middle of the country, and it just dumps rain, and it comes right back down the river. And uh, it, it came down nice, but it went back up, and I'm hoping about October it's going to get right. And October, November, December might be good months to be down there. So we'll see. We'll have to ask Mr. Ryan Lambert when he comes on if he's heard any bash reports. But other than that, that's kind of good news, bad news of the situation. Yeah, we, what we need is a good, dry, early fall. Jeff, what in the heck is a Ned rig? Who is Ned, and why is a rig named after him, if it is? Well, it is Ned, I don't know the exact guy's name, but his his name is Ned, and I think it started somewhere up around Oklahoma and some of those lakes up there. Basically, 
just a simple jig head and half a worm. It's just a downsized kind of do-nothing bait because it doesn't have any appendages on them. They're starting to make a few look like crawfish and got little tails. Uh, but basically it's about a two, maybe three-inch chunk of plastic on a mushroom jig head. And uh, they, you can rig it at Texas rig, but most times it's just an open hook, small profile. Uh, Barclays come out with one called Little General, and it's Mac power bait max, and it's loaded with scent. And um, it's it's doing pretty well for them, but basically you just cast it out, let it go to the bottom, and you kind of lightly shake the rod almost continuously. It just I guess it looks like some kind of leech or grub or something on the bottom, and it catches everything from big to little bass. Uh, it's it's mainly made for water, deep water presentations, but it's kind of a cross between a shaky head and maybe a light Texas rig. But it, it's it's a productive bait, and it's kind of last few years. It's been around for a while, but it's really kind of caught on the last year or so. It's a good way to catch a, a limit of fish. Uh, I don't think a lot of guys try it around here, but you can um, learn it and um, catch fish. It'll be a presentation that not too many people use. Little General Ned Rig, give it a shot. Jeff, the Liars and Lunkers team open was scheduled for next uh, Sunday, I believe it is, on the East Pearl, $50 entry fee. Is it, is it going to go as scheduled? Yeah, I think they're still going. I think they the tournament they fished last weekend it was like a makeup from maybe the storm or something. Uh, but yeah, they, they tournaments are rolling out. They're starting back. They even got, I think some of the singles tournaments going on. I'll have to do some research, get some more dates. And if anybody's got any tournaments, they want to get out a word about events, uh, go to your website, Don the outdoors guy and go under the reporters. And there's a link for my email. Just send the information to me or you, and we'll get it out to them and tell everybody where to go and, fish where the fish are and all that kind of good stuff and we'll get the word out for them sounds good jeff thanks for your diligence on doing that uh, complete report on the bass updates and the situation in both the east and the west sides really appreciate it jeff hope you catch some today and uh, we'll see you next time thanks don jeff rule our bass from field freshwater field report all right coming back after this i'm gonna get to some of your text messages yeah a lot of you guys especially you old timers you know what the one-eyed dog was we'll cover that with you and also some other questions and other info you might be interested to hear if you want to text us tell us who you are where you are what you got going on this saturday morning it's 504-260-1870 we love to hear from you we'll be right back with the outdoors with don dubuque radio network you may recall a few weeks back I was mentioning the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service was looking to expand and open up some new hunting and fishing opportunities on uh, some of their southeast Louisiana refuges complex. And they were asking for comments of what you would like, and you responded. And I'm still a little surprised at how much they have uh, expanded this and offering new hunting opportunities. So if you hunt on Bayou Sauvage, Bayou Tesh, Big Branch Marsh, Bogachita, Delta or Mandalay National Wildlife Refuges, which are all part of the Southeast Louisiana complex. You might want to check it out. Go online and see the new and expanded hunting opportunities, new species, new methods of take, uh, longer dates, and they're also listed in the brochures. And those brochures, you need to have that because there's a, a permit that you sign that you've read the rules and regulations. doesn't cost anything, but you do have to have it if you're going to be hunting on these areas. And those brochures are available at the kiosk. You find them uh, on the refuges, or you can uh, download them because they're digitally. They're on the uh, Internet. All right, right after this quick pause, I'm going to get to your text messages. A lot of people still remember what the old one-eyed hunting dog is. Back with that right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
Well, our first text this morning identifies it as the good old bull eye. Yeah, that was actually the brand name, the one-eyed dog, the good old bull eye. This fellow's happened to go to work. But it's uh, the, uh, some people call it the night eye. It's an old Q-beam handheld light that had looked like one eye, and it was, of course, for headlighting or shining deer or rabbits at night uh, during darkness, which is done now mostly by illegals. But back, I'm telling you, 40 years ago or maybe even 30 years ago, it was just kind of an accepted method of hunting among people, and all that's kind of changed now. Here's one from Eddie. He says the one-eyed dog is the old headlight. Oh, here's Justin. He's in the refuge, the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, we call it. He says all is well, except the garbage is piling up. Yeah, it's, I hear that about New Orleans. Uh, possum and raccoons have already made their presence known. Luckily, that's the only critters you've got around there, Justin. Stay safe, my friend. All right, here's a question. Any word coming out of wildlife and fisheries in regard to the reopening of Red Snapper? The season closed Labor Day, and the harvest was around 70%. Yeah, and, you know, the last few days that it was open was storm preparation, and there was nobody out in the Gulf fishing snappers. So there should be a considerable amount that can be carried over and reopened into the fall, and we are awaiting patiently for wildlife and fisheries to give us some of that information. As soon as I get it, I'll pass it along. Uh, Here's another reference to the old one-eyed dog. Remember it well. had the big, heavy 9-volt battery you had to put in the inside pocket of a jacket. Well, uh, 1565, that sounds like the voice of experience. Uh, Here's another one. For us old guys, it's easy. Bulleye light. Not sure what Google says. Enjoy your show. Yeah, I'm not sure if Google knows what the one-eyed dog is. Somebody can Google it and tell me. Uh, Here's one. Give a shout-out to the CNS truck drivers, making sure we get our groceries. Uh, They've been driving since the storm passed. That's from, well, this is a new, uh, what do you call that? Uh, when you get a nickname, oh, the worm. We're going to have to add the worm to our list of, of callers. Uh, Ed Miller, Wilmer, Alabama. I know where you are, Ed. He's telling everyone good morning. Uh, here's another one. A one-eyed dog was a way to feed your family at one time. Some people call it shining. My dad called it bull-eyeing to the, due to the brand of the light. Nice to hear you. I live in La Rose. Most people have a hard time dealing with the destruction. Yeah, it's a very hard-hit area, La Rose. Had my first day off from work yesterday. Uh, wife and I headed to the deer lease to fill the feeders. Good you're taking a break. You know, the muck and the mud and the insurance settlement claims and the FEMA and the blue top. You just got to you get enough of that. Take some time off. It'll be there when you get back. All right, here's someone down in Reggio. They just got done cleaning a 45-pound catfish caught around 1 a.m. Cleaning up the mess from Ida. Going to make a morning teal hunt, then get some sleep. Neighbors caught a six-foot alligator in the dock wing two nights ago. Caught the same one again last night. He was safely released. Sounds like he, he doesn't want to get, not get caught. <laughs> uh, that temporary military bridge in Lafitte going to be closed tonight from 5 p.m. to 6 a.m. Thank you for all you do or keeping us informed. Well, that's what we do here. We appreciate the prayers not only for us in the Lafitte area, but everyone who was smacked by Ida. Lafitte, another very, very hard, devastated area. But they're on the road back, as all of our areas are. All right, and speaking of coming back, the Delta Marina made a quick comeback. We're going to talk to Mitch Jurisic, get the lowdown on what's waiting for you if you head down Plaquemines Parish to the uh, Empire area to go fishing or teal hunting or whatever. Mitch Jurisic will be with us next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
And I and the listeners have a lot of questions for Mitch Jurisic down at Delta Marina near Empire. And uh, Mitch, I actually made a list of them. And one, this is what people want to know, is the lock still closed at Empire, number one? Number two, do you have live bait? Number three, what kind of shape are the cabins in? Number four, is the restaurant open? And number five, when is the frog rodeo rescheduled? So you can take those in the order you feel is of importance. All right. Well, I think I can answer all of them pretty quick. Sadly, the locks are open, but this morning the floodgates are closed due to the high tide still lingering around on the outside in the morning hours. Uh, we've been having some issues with, you know, since the, uh, this other little tropical thing went in inland. Uh, in Texas, of course, these low-pressure systems seem to swell the water up in the Gulf of Mexico much easier now. So, the floodgate will be closed probably till about eight thirty, nine o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock this morning, I think. Uh, but after that, it opens for the rest of the day, and we're fine. But the uh, Empire Locks, everything is, is will be open later on this morning. Uh, good news is we have our lot made up and running. We're doing a, a temporary tank right now because – when, you know, we went down, I said, let me go ahead and drain my tanks and clean them up and get them painted and get them ready for, you know, the next five or six or seven or 10, 15, 20 years, whatever we can go without another hiccup. But the rain has been pestering me, and I haven't been able to get a good coat of paint in them, you know, this past week. But yesterday, we finally got the second coat of paint in one tank and working on the other, and the rains came again. So hopefully by midweek, this week we'll have my regular tanks up, but we do have live bait. We do have a uh, dead shrimp. We still didn't get a, a load of any offshore bait in yet due to the fact that the other marinas in the area are down and we cannot get a delivery of bait because the guy's not just going to come deliver a little bit to me. He needs to have all the marinas up and running to make his delivery. Uh, cabins all fully ready to go and be rented. Uh, the marina store, everything is fully stocked, ready to go. The restaurant will open next Thursday, uh, normal hours, uh, Thursday through Sunday. We've taken advantage of this situation to go ahead and get the restaurant thorough cleaning. <clears throat> and plus, all of my employees have been, you know, dealing with their own issues, you know, with mold issues and stuff like that in their trailers and homes. So we've been giving them a little extra time to get up their their uh you know their lives together so we haven't pressed the issue to get back to work and and come in and let's open a restaurant we've been giving them a little bit extra time to get their lives in order and they seem to have getting you know <clears throat> they're getting that uh they're getting that together so we did tell them that we'll be ready to open next thursday we did manage to save the food and, and stuff from the restaurant. We did a good job of, you know, getting that to where it needed to be so we could keep it all frozen and fr- uh, fresh and stuff. So we have a lot of produce, a lot of, lot of not produce so much, but a lot of our meats and seafood uh, ready to go. And we're waiting on the cook to get back, our chef to get back in town. And, and we'll have that open. But otherwise, uh, some boats did go out fishing yesterday. We were able to provide live bait and some dead bait. And, you know, we didn't get many reports back because they didn't leave out of Empire. They went on down the road a little ways. And I was hoping to get some reports back, and I didn't yet. But I can guarantee you the fish are hungry. 
the shrimpers are going out right now. They just started going out, and they're catching boatloads of shrimp. So that tells me that if there's shrimp, there's got to be fish available out there. So we're really uh, fortunate. You know, the floodgates, although it may be one of those things today we're dealing with, as we've been dealing with all week, being closed in the mornings, people not being able to get out to go fishing. And you got to look at what they've done for us. If it wouldn't have been for those gates, we'd have had six feet of water in the store. And, you know, we have zero water, zero damage, basically, other than a little bit of wind damage that we've already repaired. So, as, as you know, as aggravating as those floodgates seem to be at times, we're so thankful for them because we're up, fully operational, ready to go. And, you know, just waiting on the people to come on back down. And I think, you know, that after this after this morning, talking to you, they might realize we are back. We're fully operational. Come on down and go fishing. Get yourself a little a little time on the water to, to relieve some of the stress you've been through. Because believe me, this has been a very, very intense storm. As you know, I rode the storm out on the oyster boat. And it was really, you know, a lot, a lot of, Tougher, you know, a lot rougher than people may realize. You know, when they got home, Empire was spared 20 miles. Made the big difference. Look what happened to Grand Isle and Fushon and all of those areas, Lafitte, just west of here. 20 miles made a huge difference. We were very lucky, you know, very, very lucky, very fortunate. And it'll be months before those other places are back. The Bullfrog Bash, by the way, is on for next weekend. We were going right. to delay it again. We were going to try to delay it again. And my girls looked at me and they said, boss, let's get some normal life around here. Let's get something going. <laughs> I said, you know what? Y'all ready? Let's go with it. So anyone interested, please contact the Delta Marina, uh, you know, about the Bullfrog Bash. We, we're going to hold it. It may not be as big as, as as it was originally planned to be, or it may be bigger. We don't know. Another thing, we're also going to be hosting a kayak tournament mid-October that used to take place in uh, Grand Isle, and they contacted us, so they're coming our way. Uh, so they're not going to have to cancel that. We're going to go forward. We're doing everything we can to make make it happen for them in a big fashion, you know, so – we're very hopeful, you know, within the next week, this next week, we really get everything we need in order. All of our offshore bait, inshore bait stock back up. Uh, you know, we, we're pretty much still fully stocked with everything else. We got another load of ice yesterday. The ice guy said he'll be there every day if he needs to because, you know, we're getting a lot of ice sales with the other marinas being down. Uh, so we're very, you know, we're very lucky to be, be where we're at. I know it's a pain with the floodgate, and but at these kind of times, it's like, thank goodness, you know, we were behind this flood protection system because we spared out really well. Absolutely. Glad you all bounced back so quickly, Mitch, and that you're able to provide a, a lot of good relief time for people that have been struggling with all the, the, the agonies of going through recovering after a major storm like a hurricane, the Category 4 Ida. So, anyway, we look forward to talking to you again. Glad things are going well, and, uh, you know, look forward to getting some results on that frog rodeo. <laughs> Thanks for the report, Mitch. Oh, we appreciate it. You got it. You got it, Don. You'll be the first to know how the frog thing goes. We're going to be really hoping it's hopping around there. So, 
<laughs> All righty. Take care. That's Mitch Jurisich. He's at the Delta Marina in Empire. Pretty much fully open for business. Restaurant scheduled uh, coming up Thursday will be open. Nice food there, too, on the menu at the Ponderosa Restaurant. All right, coming back after this, hopefully we can get a connection to Grand Isle and talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter. He's been hard at work, too, like many people, uh, assessing damage and getting restored back on the main island of Grand Isle. We're back right after this. All right, we've been checking around the estate, the lower coastal areas hit so hard by Hurricane Ida. Find out what stage of restoration they're in. One of the worst was Grand Isle. Uh, Daryl Carpenter operates realscreamers.com, and even the phone uh, connection there is kind of spotty. But, Daryl, what can you tell us as far as the, the road to come back on Grand Isle? What's it looking like? Well, Don, the phone service has been better down here than anywhere else, but all of a sudden yesterday it went to hell, so... I'm out in the middle of the street hopping on one leg and rubbing my belly with one hand. Let's see if we can make this work. <laughs> um, the National Guard is still uh, – the National Guard is working their butts off. Uh, they've got – Lord, they've got enough equipment down here to build Rome in six days, you know. But uh, it, it's a lot of work. Uh, and, the, and the constant rain and weather that we've had just stops everything. I mean, they, they scoop a bunch of – you know. They move a bunch of sand and pile it up somewhere, and then we get four inches of rain, and it washes it right back where it was. Um, so it, it's been a challenge. Um, they're still in the process of clearing roads. Highway 1 is good. Um, it, it does get a lot of high water on it during these rains because it's got a dam built on each side. All the sand, they're, they're, they're scooping off of it. The majority of the side roads are fairly clear. Um, a couple of them still have even houses sitting in the middle of them. I saw my first caravan of electric trucks yesterday. Uh, they showed up. They started cutting all these low-hanging drops, and they started. It looks like they were doing an assessment. They were parking their trucks and walking down each street. So, you know, I'm hearing rumors that it's going to be three to six months before we get our electricity back. Um, a buddy of mine with Entergy uh, is telling me that you know both of our, both of our local substations were just destroyed by this thing. So they're trying to feed Fushon with enough power to where they can tap into Fushon and run a line over the Grand Isle. Uh, but I'm being told that's an engineering feat, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take three to six months before we get our power back. Um, we do have a few stores and all opening up. Energy is supplying, uh, energy is supplying generators, free generators to businesses so they can get back open. Um, so we've got a few stores and stuff opening up on a limited basis. And other than that, I mean, it's obvious we're not going to be fishing. We can't entertain people here for a little while. So we're rolling our sleeves up, and we're shoveling sand and moving sand off of people's properties and cleaning up and drying out houses is what we're doing right now. Darrell, what about curfews and uh, open areas as far as, you know, not allowing the general public for sightseeing or beach fishing or any of that going on? Are they stopping people that have a checkpoint to get in? Oh, you try to you try to beach. They they do not have a checkpoint manned. When, in, in most cases, if it gets out of hand, like today, you know, it'd be in a weekend. I'm sure they will. But if you're uh, if you're a surf fisherman and you try to try to get on that beach, you're going to get run over by by uh, by a national guard vehicle because they're, they're all that sand they're scooping up, they're moving it back to the beach. So um, no, none of that's possible right now. Um, it's just there's too much heavy equipment moving around. Um, as far as fishing the waters, I've, I've talked to one or two people that have actually just gone stir crazy and gotten in a boat, and I'm being told the speckled trout are going absolutely berserk out there with no pressure on them. Um, yeah, I would think like I said, 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm sorry? Uh, I said I, I, I thought they would have to, you know, with very little pressure. that The, the right. fishing usually goes on a big right. upswing, especially following the storm. Well, Darrell, we're going to wrap up here, but uh, we'll track you through the rest of your, your duration there, your, your, your long trip back to getting back in. Hopefully it will be sooner than later, and that power is crucial, and hopefully they can get that back to you. Yeah, yeah, Don. We're just trying to get everything situated. So if, if can, well, I mean, this might move us into having lodging because I want to get people back here as soon as I can. Sounds good. All right, that's Daryl Carpenter. We're back with our number two right after the top of the hour break on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome back into the cathedral for our number two. Glad to have you with us on this Saturday morning and uh, checking on our text messages. This one's in from our friend, the Lafayette Yacker. He says, the one, one-eyed dog we've been talking about of song from Mel McDaniel was great. Didn't eat too much over the season. Prayers go out to all affected by the storms, especially those that help us outdoor enthusiasts. Yes, we do have some thanks to give. Oh, he's still got some boudin biscuits, by the way. And here's one. Thanks for my reading my message. Back to work today. Major oil companies have to get up and running. That is art. Now, texter number 1344. It would help if, if y'all would put your names on there so I'd, I'd know who I'm talking to. But anyway, uh, I've got your number. It's 1344. I missed part of your text. I understand you've got a gripe that something is being done that is either illegal or unethical about distributing some kind of a a product out, but I must have missed the first part, or it didn't come through. So if you would please uh, resend your text message, I'd appreciate it. That's uh, text message 1344 about uh, things being given to hunting camps and homeland security and so on, and we'll be able to put that on the air in some kind of context because I'm really not sure what it is you're talking about. Anyway, I do want to talk to all of you because you're hunters and fishermen, and Hunters for the Hungry, you hear me talking about them all the time. That's the nonprofit organization that encourages you to donate a portion of your game or your fish to the hungry of our state through local food banks. Now, we have an annual Clean Out Your Freezer Day, and it's set depending on the area that's close to you. And some of the areas have been closed because of the storm. They're not going to be in operation in certain cities and communities. But beginning Monday through Sunday, They'll be accepting properly packaged, labeled, and dated contents. 
Now, the Hunters for the Hungry partners with all five major food banks, their agencies, and they need your help this year, probably more than ever because of the situation with so many people losing food in the freezer, which is a double whammy because people who would normally donate were not able to save it to donate it, and those who need it now are not going to be able to get it because there's more need than ever. So show that you're a sportsman who cares and share what is in your freezer because you know you're going to refill it by donating perishable items to those in need. And if you want information on the many drop-off locations and their times, find one near you at cleanoutyourfreezer.com. That's cleanoutyourfreezer.com, and you can follow Hunters for the Hungry on social media. All right, uh, let's see. I still haven't got that text message in. Oh, one thing I did want to mention. This was announced by Wildlife and Fisheries. There have been some escaped exotic wildlife animals uh, due to fences being down and a lot of these uh, enclosed hunting areas, the exotic animals escaped. If you should encounter one while you're deer hog hunting, if you are properly licensed, you can legally take that animal. It could be an axis deer, a red deer, a red stag, a black buck. Those you will be allowed to take if it's on free range and has escaped. Also, i got a tip for you squirrel hunting. You know, we're just a couple of weekends away from squirrel hunting. October 2nd, it opens. And a lot of you old-time squirrel hunters know this, but those of you who may be new to it or novices, you're going to have to focus more on looking for squirrels on the ground. And I'm going to tell you why. That's where their food is. Acorns have been knocked out of these oak trees, and pine cones are all on the ground. There's not going to be a lot of food up in the trees for them. So focus your your sights on the ground a little bit more. Also, there's a contest going on for deer hunters and state taxidermists. Uh, this is uh, They're offering a $1,000 gift certificate and a $500 gift certificate to the taxidermist if you submit a sample from a mature buck that was harvested during this upcoming deer season. You have to submit a sample that will be tested for chronic wasting disease, and then there will be a drawing held, both of them, it's a, from the taxidermist will be separated from the regular deer hunters, but both drawings will be held on March the 18th. If you contact your local wildlife and fishery field office, you can submit a sample. Now, there is some sampling that's been done over the last several years by wildlife and fisheries, but there is a $37.50 fee to do it. Now, the information I have is not clear whether you have to pay for your submission, for your, te- your test, or this is going to be waived during this contest. Uh, put a request into Wildlife and Fisheries for an answer, and I have not heard it. But what you'll need to do is record the GPS location where you took the deer. You have to take the deer head off five inches below the ear, five inches below the ear. Now, if you want to cape it and keep the antlers and skull cap for a mount, that's fine. Uh, and don't freeze it. It should be refrigerated and put on ice and then submitted to, for the contest and to the biologist for testing. This is sponsored by the South Louisiana branch of the National Deer Association. Again, as soon as I get word on whether the $37.50 fee will apply or it's waived, I will let you know. And when we come back from this, we're going to talk to Captain Mike Gallo. Born on the Bayou Report is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio and the Bone on the Bay Report with Captain Mike Gallo of Angling Adventures is sponsored by CETO, who for $179 a year will give you unlimited fuel drops, tow-ins, jump starts, 
Whatever it takes to get you back safely. Seto is like having a AAA policy on the water. It's peace of mind for both you and your loved one. Makes a great gift anytime. And is one phone call away to Captain Chris at 504-301-4545. Or one click will do it, Seto.com. Captain Mike joins us now. And, uh, Mike, I guess you pretty much had a week of fishing. You know, your cleanup went pretty easily comparatively speaking to some other folks so how's things been over there at the spots and dots lake house lodge well don my cleanup did go fairly well i actually on thursday finishing up some vinyl siding that uh, came off during the storm Um, other than that i did some fishing but not nearly as much as i would like we had so much rain during the week Um, did manage to get out one trip Went over to the Biloxi Marsh. Uh, there are some speckled trout over there in some of the interior lakes that we fished in where we found some clean water. I just fished the uh, the H&H TKO shrimp under a popping cork, um, a lot of small ones. And we were hoping that the tide would start falling mid-morning. The tide's been high um, early in the morning, 9 or 10, and then start to fall. And our game plan was to fish for trout early and then after the tide started to fall we would see if we could find some redfish in some of the drains and pockets and that pattern worked out well for us we caught our limit of redfish and i don't know i guess we had 15 or 20 speckled trout had to weed through quite a few of them but we're going to try to do that again this morning with some guys i went to high school with we look forward to this trip every year and it's always fun so hopefully we can dodge the rain and uh, have a good time. Well, you're kind of looking at the same situation you described. Uh, you're going to have a, the tide coming in kind of early in the morning, and it'll start to fall out of there. Uh, but it's a one-and-a-half foot. What do you suggest for people on a high tide with such a wide range? Well, with a big range like that, our water temperatures are still relatively warm as far as fish are concerned. So I would look for the tide lines and fish in those tide lines around points where water is rolling past and take advantage of that tide. It's going to force bait to move along and the fish are generally going to sit on the backside where they can ambush that bait as it gets flushed along. So just put your bait right in there with the rest of it and they'll find you. All right. Very good. Well, Mike, you're back in action. The lodge is open for business. People want to get a hold of you. They can find you on my website, Angling Adventures of Louisiana. has got a pretty comprehensive Side of its own, and if they want to give you a call and set up a trip on the phone, tell them how to get you. Well, Don, they can give me a call at 985-781-7811. I also have a quick report on the local marinas. Uh, Lake Catherine is open, but it's the back down only. Their general store is not open. They don't have any bait as of yet. Wrigley's Marina is open. Their general store is up and running They're expecting a shipment of live bait maybe mid-morning this morning. They do have dead shrimp. So I got a little report on our local marinas. Very good, very good. Thanks for updating us on that. We really appreciate it, Mike. Thank you, Karen. I hope you all catch a few today. All righty, Don. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, bring the reindeer, too. (laughs) 
It's been uh, one of the staples you can count on. All right, let me get back to my text message board here. I uh, got folks saying, oh, they're back to work, got a lot of damage. Oh, we got a new uh, handle, Hollywood from Port Fouchon checking in. We also have a guy named, or a woman named The Worm. I don't know why that would be their handle, but it is. And here's one from Doug. He says, in anticipation of the hunting season, he's fixing the last bag of squirrels. Looking forward to the fricassee while working on damage from the storm. Enjoy it, Doug. I tell you, I had some fricassee up at uh, Sportsman's Charters in Gaydon, who we'll be talking with shortly. Uh, and on the side of that fricassee was some uh, rice and dark gravy from a baked teal that was stuffed with sausage. Who makes you hungry. It's on my Facebook page. If you want to see that picture, take a look at it. It's a thing of beauty. And the other picture is the Baghead Duck Hunters. Check it out. It's on the Don Dubuque Facebook page. All right, we come back after this break. Uh, Brendan Bayard, he's back for another double duty. He filled in for Captain Eric. It's his week this time. He'll update us on some of the fishing infrastructure for kayakers, a little bit of a report where you might be able to catch a few, and also update on the latest tournaments by the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we have a stroker's report, also known as a paddler slash peddler report, depending on how you power your watercraft, like a kayak or P-Rog canoe. And joining us to give us a report is Brendan Bayard. The report is brought to you with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You are going to find their locations in the mid-city of New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. Some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Check the website out for products. And don't forget those demo days where you can try before you buy at Massey'sOutfitters.com. You can also check them out on Facebook. Good morning, Brendan. Brendan, Louisiana was host to a Bassmaster Kayak Championship Tournament up on Lake St. John and Lake Concordia up near Natchez. Uh, tell us how the, how it turned out. Yeah, um, Don, this is the first year we've had an incorporated bass kayak club. Uh, we just started that because um, the Bassmaster Classic has just started taking kayak fishermen for a special uh, Bassmaster Classic every year uh, going forward. They had their inaugural event last year, and so to in order to qualify for that Bassmaster Classic, you have to fish in a, a club-sanctioned uh, event kayak event championship in your home state waters and so uh one of the guys from the club started up the bass uh charter and uh he organized the first uh championship of the state last weekend and we have some winners that are going to go and fish the uh bass master classic uh this coming spring so uh, that's pretty exciting and uh you know the winners get to go across the bass master stage just like the uh the other guys do and so uh it's pretty neat, you know, if you grow up a, a fishing fan of uh, of that. And who were the top three? So uh, Dustin Talbot uh, won uh, first place. And then, uh, let's see, uh, you got my email right there. I think uh, Jonathan I think it was Carter, Jonathan Carter. Yeah. Second place. In France. And then uh, Francis Tran, Francis was, Tran. Uh, was third. Was third place. And so... Uh, those three guys are going to be eligible to compete at the uh, Classic. And, and good friend Steve Lassard was fourth place, just so close to making the cut. But uh, that's fishing for you. But uh, excited for <laughs> well, those guys. And hopefully, 
knowing what kind of guy yeah. Steve is, he'd say, I'm glad somebody else gets an opportunity for some big-time fishing. He's he's won his share. He certainly has. Um, for sure. Well, tell for us sure. about the, the, the fishing. Uh, what's going on? Who's up and who's down and following Hurricane Ida for kayak fishing? Yeah, just when the water was getting settled, we have this uh, this tropical storm that kind of raises up all the uh, tide ranges for everybody and kind of floods them all over again, you know, not nearly as bad, but it still kind of inundates the roadways and, and, and hurts the relief work uh, with flooding some of these areas. So um, Big Lake is, uh, you know, got got some some higher water this last week because of that, but it's back to normal. If uh, you know, certainly all those launches are still open. So if you want to go out to uh, West Cove, there's really great red fishing all in the cove along the edges. You'll see uh, lots of big schools of big. Uh, upper slot to bull red size fish all in the cove right now. Uh, you can access that from the uh, West Cove launch right there, or there's the Hog Island Gully launch, which is a little bit further north that goes uh, kind of closer to the ship channel. If you're by the ship channel, you want to work those edges for uh, flounder. And this time of year when it's still hot, I like to catch uh, trout. Uh, school trout will uh, congregate along the ship channel shelf. Uh, there's a, a, a middle deeper shelf uh, that's you know, closer to 30 foot, and then on the sides, you'll you'll see those uh, shelf depths are about 12 feet. I like to fish those 12 foot depths with some double rigs, and I'll catch a, a I usually catch a a lot of trout to finish off my limit there uh, over there. And uh, deeper reefs in Big Lake are starting to show up uh, some some trout. I'm talking about the reefs in the six to eight foot range. Uh, just paddle out from the shore, and usually I'll locate those reefs by finding the crab uh, floats uh, away from the bank. Sometimes they're up to a, you know a mile or so off of the bank, and uh, those little areas, you know, you'll find the shell on the bottom. That's where you want to look for trout this time of year. Um, you know, Brendan, I was talking to uh, Mitch Jurisich earlier at Delta Marina, and he said the floodgates are still closed. It was necessary to do that, but they're going to reopen them about 8.30, 9 o'clock. So people headed down that way that want to go out of Delta Marina, that they can do that a little bit late start. Uh, also, uh, the Port Sulphur Launch is accessible uh, if people want to fish down over that way too. Now, he mentioned there's a kayak tournament coming down to the Delta Marina. Is that going to be the Redfish Rumble next weekend? Uh, we have our Fallen Tide tournament is going to be held at Delta, and that's going to be in mid-October. Okay. Next weekend is the Redfish Rumble, and that's a go-anywhere tournament in Plaquemines that, uh, that you know, anglers can just, uh, you know, fish wherever they want down the corridor and then meet back up for the weigh-in. And I, I think uh, there's even a tournament the weekend after that on the first weekend of October for the Lafayette Club. And not to go anywhere tournament in the state. A lot of a lot of events coming up. This is a great time of year to get out there. Uh, you know, fall weather. Um, you know, the relief from the hot summer and uh, fish start biting. So uh, everybody's getting excited, and uh, I'm ready to hit the water. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's the Lafayette Club Slamboree tournament. And that's October the 2nd. So no shortage of kayak tournaments go on. What a shame Ride the Bull had to be canceled, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is uh, in the grand scheme of things, man. Um, so much devastation this year, uh, you know, just looking forward to things getting back to normal. I mean, we have to deal with COVID. We have to deal with hurricanes. I mean, give us a break, Lord. 
give us a break. It <laughs> <laughs> makes, you, makes you want to go fishing or hunting. That's what it does. I'll tell you that. I know. Get some peace of mind. Peace of mind. Brendan, thanks for the report as always. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. All right. Take care, Don. Bye. All righty. Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters. All right. Coming back after this. Oh, you know what time it is. Bad boys of the outdoors. This might be our first Chinese national bad boy. We'll tell you his story. He pled guilty, and he's been sentenced. He's a turtle rustler. Back with his story right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And there is uh, a fly fishing video contest called the Fly Film Fest, and it's also put on by Stimmies, S-T-I-M-M-I-E-S. And this year, uh, there's a submission from a Louisiana fly fisherman. The title of his video is called The Passion. His name is Paul Coleman Jr. He's going to be on the show with us next week to talk more about it. He is the son of the late Paul Coleman Sr., who was a very uh, active writer and photographer of hunting and fishing uh, back in, the well, from the 50s and 60s. Uh, he passed away in the 80s. And this video that Paul has put together is very good, and I'm going to let you listen to just a little teaser of it. And then if you want to vote on it, you can vote at flyfilmfest.com slash stimmies, S-T-I-M-M-I-E-S. There's 12 finalists. Paul is one of them. And it's all about Louisiana red fishing, but a very, very compelling message. Here's a little teaser from it, and then we'll have our bad boys of the outdoors. That day, I discovered something completely unexpected. Watching your father's grandson, your son, hook into, fight, and land, unassisted, a 34-pound redfish can actually heal your heart. Well, on Thursday, September 2nd, Chinese national Yuan Zi was sentenced in federal court for his role in a scheme to purchase hundreds of endangered turtles in the United States and smuggle them via the U.S. Postal Service and commercial air flights back to China. The story begins back in May of 2017 and continued until October of 2018 when Zi conspired with another Chinese national, Zhao Dong Kin of Shanghai, to purchase more than 769 federally protected live turtles from reptile dealers in Alabama, California, Florida, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, North Carolina, and South Carolina. A two-year investigation by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service revealed that in 18 months, Z facilitated the purchase and transport of approximately 134 Florida box turtles, 178 eastern box turtles, 127 North American wood turtles, 220 spotted turtles, 7 diamondback terrapins, 3 toed box turtles, 7 yellow blotch map turtle, and 1 blanding turtle, all from his former residence in Eugene, Oregon. The cost of the turtles exceeded $150,000, but the estimated market value was more than double that, some $300,000 in the Chinese pet trade. The accomplice, 35-year-old Kin, for his role, was sentenced in February to two years probation and paid $8,000 in restitution, while a fine of $15,000, 500 hours of trash truck community service, 
and five years federal probation was the sentence for 30-year-old Yuan Zi of China, our bad boy of the outdoors. Whew, that's a lot of turtling. Shows you what the market is for those things in China. And I think it's pets. I don't think they use those for any of the other applications they have for certain animals. All right, uh, the worm has contacted us. He said the nickname worm came from his late father. In the early 80s, they built shrimp boats. He was using a grinder. It got away from him, and he fell in the bayou and blew the brake. My father looked at me and said I was screwed up like a can of worms. The worm stuck from there on out. Well, you shall forever be known on this show as the worm, and thank you for that. All right, when we come back after this, uh, the Bayou Wild team went teal hunting in Gaydon. It's been a real hot spot for teal. When I left, they had 1,008 they had got between Saturday and Wednesday, and I think they've been hammering them since. They're out there this morning. A report with John Sochet from Sportsman's Charters is next, right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, teal season opened up uh, last Saturday, and there's been mixed reviews. Eastern part of the state, pretty sluggish, but there has been some shining stars. And one of those places is Gaydon. We were at Sportsman's Charters, the Bayou Wild TV team, that was. We had a pretty decent little hunt on uh, Monday afternoon, but uh, Hurricane Nicholas washed us out on Tuesday. And when we left on Tuesday, between Saturday and Tuesday, uh, Captain John Sochet and his guides had a total of 1,008 teal they had bagged and four bands collected. Uh, John, how has it been since we've left? What's the total up to now, and have the teal still been flying really well? Oh, Don, it's it's uh, slowed down a little bit with this rain. We got about six inches of rain uh, this week and kind of spread the birds out, but we are hearing a lot more shots this morning, I think. The total, we're up to 14, a little over 1,400 now. Uh, I'm seeing it turning around, though, with more pressure this morning. There's, a, there's definitely a lot more shooting this morning than what there's been the last couple of days. And did you pick up any more bands, or are you still at four? We got one more band. We got five bands total now. And what do those bands reveal? Where are most of your birds coming from? Where were they, they, they originally banned and released? Um, most of the bir- three out of the five birds uh, that were banded are, are coming from uh, South Dakota. We're watching some, yeah. some early early spoonbills flying by here this morning. <laughs> three of them yeah, just spoon- by here. You know, sometimes those can be uh, well. They got the big broad beak, but you know, the blue patch on the wing sometimes can be confusing. You know, and I know when we were hunting with you, you had a lot of wood ducks flying around too. You got to be careful. Yeah, (laughs) wood ducks been eating us up this morning too. Yeah, a lot of them around for sure. They must have had a good good hatch this year. You know, uh, Martha and I were commenting about how nice it is hunting over there in Gaydon with the levee system. You don't need a boat. I mean, you use a four-wheeler to get to it, and it's easy to set up. You can walk out in the pond and pick up your decoys and put your robos out. What a pleasure it is hunting in Gaydon as opposed to other areas where you got the gumbo mud and it's a real battle. Sometimes you got to take big boat to a small boat and to a tiny boat to get into some of those places. Uh, tell me about Sportsman's Charters. How many acres you guys have, and uh, what do you offer to people that might want to come hunt teal down there? Yeah, well, we we, we offer full lodging, and uh, we have about 3,500 acres of property that we, we hunt on, all different, all in different areas around the lodge, all within 10, 15 minutes of the of the facility. Uh, we have 31 beds in house. 
so we, we can sleep a lot, big groups uh, on the weekends and stuff. Like last night, we had 26 uh, lodging. So we're going to hunt. We're hunting seven blinds this morning. Hearing a lot of shooting around, so I think everybody's going to do pretty decent. We should have a pretty good day today. Yeah, great. Well, I'll tell you, that the food was excellent. Your chef down there did a great job on those on those stewed teal. Uh, it's almost worth the drive just for the meal without the hunt. Yeah. Yeah, we like to eat good. So, yeah, we, we, we go all out when it comes to the food for sure. Uh, tell me about your speckle belly goose hunting. That's another thing that Gaydon is really well known for. Yeah, that's that's what we primarily focus on during the main season. Uh, you know, the last eight or ten years, the duck hunting fell off so hard in the fields. And yeah, we do kill ducks, but we really focus on the speckle bellies. Uh, that's kind of what we're doing day in and day out is speckle belly hunting. And if you haven't been on that with a good caller, I mean, it's it's the best part of waterfowl hunting if you ask me uh that's what i like to shoot the most the birds are more reactive to the call and uh it does you know it's it'll really hook you for sure yeah they can definitely test your patience uh you want to you want to pop up and they come in and they back off and they come in and they back off they're very wary birds and what a great target and they're also very good on the table too so when is the seasons for the speckle bellies there in gate on when are you taking bookings I think we open up November 6th. Uh, I think it goes till December 2nd or 3rd, whatever that weekend is right there. That's going to be the first half, the first split. Uh, then we'll open up like the 18th of December, 17th or 18th, something like that. And then it'll split again January 3rd. So now we're on that three-split rotation now, which I think that's going to be a lot better for the birds here. It'll give them a little bit more rest in between the splits. Um uh, well, yeah, we're taking bookings uh, for the main season come October 1st. You can look us up on Facebook, Sportsman Charters LLC on Facebook. I also have a website, uh, www.sportsmancharters.com. Uh, yeah, and y'all can uh, give us a holler, and we'll take care of y'all. Definitely feed y'all good and show y'all some good times when it comes to getting in the field. You know, and the good thing about hunting in Gaydon and Specklebella hunting, I mean, if it's someone who's elderly and not real mobile, uh, maybe ladies or youngsters uh, who are novice hunters, uh, t- explain what the conditions will be there hunting in. How is it set up for a Specklebella hunt? Yeah, we basically we drive you within 10 feet of the blind on a four-wheeler, and it, you only got to make a couple steps to get in the blind. So it makes it really easy for old people and uh and definitely people that can't get around in, in the marsh, you know, or, or the mud. Uh, all you need is knee boots. You don't really need anything more than that. Uh, and spring some shells and be ready to blast. And you guys do all the calling, decoy setting up, and I'm sure if uh, you got someone down there plucking those birds if they want them plucked, right? Oh, yes, sir. Full, fully chartered. Uh, we, you, don't, you don't have to bring anything but your gun and your shells and, and camo and and we get y'all out there and show y'all a good time. All right, it's Sportsman's Charters. Check them out on Facebook, uh, or you can email them. It's at uh, Highway 91 south of Gaydon, uh, kind of a short drive from anywhere along the Louisiana coast, centrally located. Well, John, I hope you all uh, limit out today and get you some teal hunting in, and we'll look forward to seeing you guys Monday evening. We'll be fired up to, to get our rematch since Nicholas kind of interfered with us the other day. Yeah, that we- 
we didn't want to send you out in that much rain, though. But, yeah, we'll see you all uh, Monday night. Uh, we'll be ready for Tuesday. That sounds good, John. Thank you so much for joining right, us this John. morning. We appreciate it. All right, that is John Soche down at the Sportsman's Charters. Also, we have another goose hunt, a special Halloween weekend. It's a Cajun invasion with Roland Cortez in Stuttgart, Arkansas. We were up there last year. And if you want to find out more information, go to either of our websites, BayouWildTV.com or my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. We're going to get Roland to come on and talk about his speckle belly goose hunting trips, too. Maybe we'll do that next week. But right now, we take a quick pause and we come back. Captain Ryan Lambert, he's another teal hunter. He's also going to double up and give us a lower Plaquemines area fishing report. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. So in mid-September, where might you find the plastic man? Possibly in a teal blind, maybe throwing a fly at a redfish or a spinnerbait at a speckled truck. Let's find out what he's doing. Where the heck are you, plastic man? I'm sitting in a lodge. <laughs> in a lodge? Um, I'm telling you, dude. You'll believe it. Hey, all my boys out there, and they had so many hunters this morning, and I got so much work to do. I just I said, yeah, I'll go get it, guys. We killed 66 yesterday. 11-man limit, so there's, there's birds. I mean, they're just not thick, thick, but we got a cold front coming Wednesday, so they're going to get thick, thick. <laughs> We've been limiting out every day, so I guess they're thick enough, huh? Well, that is great. Hunting on that east side of the river, I guess, that uh, submerged aquatic vegetation and your duck potato it must have come through Ida pretty good, huh? It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like You know, the duck potatoes are still standing tall like they, like they got salute or something, and new ones are still coming up. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, but we've had, a surge. we've had a tidal surge all week. The water's still really high. I mean, it's on Highway 90, it's all the way in Pier 90, shoot us underwater, and all the way to here. I mean, it's real high, and that's really detrimental to the fishing because those fish can go so far up in the rosos and so far up in the grass. So I'd be glad when it falls out. The river jumped all the way to 6 7. And now it's falling fast again. So that's just tidal surge because it's not dirty. It's clean, but it's just water pushed from that hurricane. Wow. Yeah. I'm, well, Jeff wanted me to check with you and see if you had any bass fishing reports or talk to anybody that's been pulling them out of the canes. This is usually a good time of year, but I guess that high river is going to make it really tough. I tell you what, the, no, it's, it's going down to 2-5 and by the 15th of October. So this is just a... a a surge, you know, it was surge from the south, not from the north. So we're gonna be fine. All this water didn't go in the Mississippi Valley; it just stayed, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, and you know that's not gonna affect us. That's gonna go through the rivers into Lake Pontchartrain and and throughout the Tom Bigby and all that stuff. So that's not gonna affect the Mississippi Valley. So it's it's still forecast to come down to two five. So that the the fishing is gonna be great. Yeah, we just need some normalcy without six inches of rain a day. It rained hard yesterday evening. I mean, all evening it rained, and the, the Gulf was just full of uh, storms all night. So the offshore guys, they're going to have their mothers going out there today. So everybody out there watch their stuff, you know. But uh, Yeah, you know, she's yeah, out there. And, uh, in up. fact, not too far off the mouth of the river, they got some pretty – they're small, but they're intense little storms out there. You have to kind of steer clear of those. Otherwise, it – doesn't look too bad. Y'all look like you're kind of in the middle of it. They got a lot to the east and a lot to the west, but sooner or later it's probably going to rain. You got to bring those rain suits this time. Oh of year. yeah, what a shame that is. Well, no, this is we've been finishing up at eight start. o'clock. So, 
Yeah. You know, we've been finish, finishing up at eight o'clock in the morning on the teal. So we we were out of there, but we went yesterday evening to build some more blinds and dry, got drowned doing that. <laughs> Kenley, Kenley, I lost Kenley for about two hours a day in the marsh. I'm talking about <laughs> that was pretty intense. That's and then when the bombing, yeah, that's kind of scary. Out. What happened there? Uh, she, I, I don't know if she fell out the the duck boat while I was going to build blinds. I got over there build the blinds. So where's Kenley? I go back to the boat. No Kenley. I heard her barking about a half a mile away. One, twice she barked two times. Probably at a pig or deer or coyote something. So I took off that way, and I couldn't get her. I went all the way back to the launch, got my whistles, went back out there. Four of us looking. And when they found her, she was all the way over there by Pig Point with an alligator chasing her. Uh-oh. And they jerked Ooh. her in the boat and just, just saved her in time. But can you imagine? Wow. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty that's, intense that's stuff. Yeah. I, was, I was more scared of my daughter than I was losing her. Because <laughs> yeah, she's going to kill me so. if I let something happen to that dog. So... <laughs> But we yeah, had a great well, hunt yesterday. It, it was some fun to see those teal coming in again, coming in the decoys. And, you know, that was my first hunt of the year, believe it or not. So uh, we're having a yeah, lot well, of cancellations in October. So if somebody wants to get into some great fishing with the River 25, you know, corporations are canceling because of COVID. So call me. So all of a sudden I went from booked up completely to having some openings. <laughs> yep. CajunFishingAdventures.com. Give them the phone number. Uh, 504-559-5111, and it's fixing to have a great fall. All right. Captain Ryan Lambert, we'll talk to you next week, bud. All right, buddy. See you. All right. He'll probably be back in the blind next Saturday. All right. If you uh in Slidell this coming Monday between 4 and 6, happy hour, come see the Bayou Wild TV crew. We're at Southside Cafe, one of the happeningest places in Slidell. Uh, enjoy some of that spicy tuna dip and uh, one of my favorites, a bacon Bloody Mary. We'll see you then, and I'll see you back here again next week, 5 to 7 a.m. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.